welcome to Queers & Co, the podcast on self-empowerment, body liberation and activism for queer folks and allies. I'm your host, Jem Kennedy. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm a transformational practitioner and coach living in the UK. Hi, everyone. Welcome to part two of the episode with Dr. Lindo Bacon. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I'd highly recommend that you head there first and hear that. Otherwise, this may not make much sense. If you've already listened to part one, then I won't keep you any longer and I'll let you get straight to listening to part two. Hi, Lindo. Thanks so much for joining me again. Oh, it's great to see you again, Gemma. I'm glad <laughs> you're doing this. Yeah, and it's really nice to actually see you as well, rather than just to hear you, because before we both said that was a bit disconnecting. Right, right. Definitely. I think it's going to be it's so much easier to um, feel present when you can actually see somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And what we were talking about in between when we recorded the first episode, which was um, towards the end of December, I think it was the 22nd of December, actually. And now um, this is kind of like a, a reflection part, I guess, where we had this kind of experience and um, it's about, yeah, what what has come out of that. And I found it really a really interesting experience. I don't know how it's been for you. Yeah, it has been quite a learning experience. I know right after we talked, I had felt a bit of disconnection in our conversation. And I felt awkward with you running the, um, the podcast for other people because it just didn't feel like I was fully present. And it, it just didn't feel like it was as powerful as it could be. And I felt a lot of shame for that. And um, so I contacted you and asked you not to run it and let me just be thoughtful a little bit about what was going on. And what was your experience when I um, contacted you and said that? Yeah, yeah, because it was at the end of the recording, wasn't it, that we talked and you'd said that there was, you know, you were feeling a bit disconnected. And I think my immediate thought was, um, oh, gosh, like I've done something wrong. They're not keen on the questions that I was asking or, you know, I've kind of messed up in some way. And you were really reassuring that that wasn't the case it was just that you weren't feeling it that day and you'd had a lot going on um and I think for me I had lots of thoughts so I guess if I'm being really vulnerable like inadequacy <laughs> was one that came up um because you know I've read your books and I really enjoy your work and have found it really um helpful in my own work and then to have that opportunity to interview you felt really exciting but then for that um that outcome where there was that kind of disconnection I thought oh you know I've done something wrong and um maybe I shouldn't have sort of put myself forward for it after all but what actually in in the conversation that we had shortly like just after we'd recorded what came up for me was so many things around um what it means to be vulnerable in conversation with people people that you know we've never met each other before but the fact that you were able to share that that was what was going on for you was really um really insightful for me and I think you I remember you saying to me would I have said anything if if you hadn't brought it up and I remember just having such a strong sense of no that would have been so rude like I couldn't I couldn't say oh Linda I didn't think you were feeling it today or you know um what was that about but I had such a strong sense while we were recording that um that the, the energy was just like not there and we were just saying before we started recording now that when you listen back to the episode you can't really tell. It's not, it's not clear, but actually being in the conversation, there's something about that intuitive connection between people that you get a sense of, like, I could feel really strongly that this wasn't feeling good for you. Um, so I learned a lot. That was a very long answer. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. And um, it, 
it's also interesting to me to watch the kind of perfectionism in me that there's something I want to portray to people. And um, I only want to be seen at my best. And the, the protectiveness of um, not letting, you know, I don't know if vulnerability is, vulnerability is not the right word here because mm-hmm. I am vulnerable. I mean, I, but something about not letting what I see as my best self forward is just problematic. And, you know, like the reality is humans are messy, right? And we're not always fully present. I mean, that would just be exhausting if we yeah. were. And sometimes we, you know, like there's a protectiveness that our bodies do for us that's kind of necessary and valuable. And how we can just celebrate that shutting down that happens sometimes as um, a way of just um, protecting ourselves so that we can put our best selves forward. Right, yeah. But all of that is just part of being human. And why can't I just accept that and roll with it? And it's nice to get this beautiful opportunity with you to just kind of acknowledge our humanity. And yeah, and I, the act of doing this just makes me feel such love for you and makes me feel our connection mm-hmm. now. So I, it just feels so clear to me how important the vulnerability and just sharing our humanity is to connection, to happiness, to belonging, to everything. Totally. So, yeah, so many things there. I think um, I remember when you got back in touch with me and said you'd listen to the episode and we could re-record it, but you think it's fine to go out as it is. Um, I remember thinking... like feeling a really strong sense of not wanting to not put out what we'd recorded if it was okay with you because it felt like such a waste to you know have spent an hour together and then to just be like oh we'll record it again and that'll go in the bin um it didn't feel good and so then there was something about um yeah and I felt actually felt nervous to suggest it but something about reflecting on this experience that felt really useful and actually more important than having um an air quote perfect podcast um because that when we met that was a snapshot in time and I remember you saying that you'd recorded like 15 in the last couple of weeks 15 different podcasts which first of all must be exhausting (laughs) and second of all um how could we possibly expect ourselves to be like entirely switched on for all of that time like that's it's not it's not um it's not realistic is it to you know for every podcast to be as good as the last people are only seeing us for a snapshot of of that time but yeah there has to be something about putting things out into the world that are okay and aren't having to be perfect all the time exactly and I'm thinking right now about a huge transition I made in my public speaking that originally you know I was trained as a scientist about how you get organized you get your point across to people and in all of that, like there's no mention of the audience and connection with them. It's Mm. talking at them, right? And as soon as I made the transition in my speaking to stopping that process, to just 
going into my talks with the ideas I wanted to get across, but without the um, clear sense of this is how you do it. But instead, just looking at the audience, seeing the emotion action, and throwing in stories to kind of illustrate the point so that I could make it real for people. Like all of that just totally changed my speaking. And um, from then on, the audience was always the first thing that was in my thoughts. And now, obviously, on a podcast, we can't do this because I don't see them and I'm not making that connection. Um, But number one, I can see you. And number two, I can also drop the idea that there's something I need to get across and figure out how to just be really present with what's going on for me emotionally in the moment. Um, So I'm not trying to prove anything, but I'm just being. And somehow that allows for something else to happen in the conversation that becomes very powerful. So this has been my practice with podcasts is to try to um, get my mind blank when I go in Mm -hmm. and instead just be there in the moment and allow things to come up. And that's been really quite powerful because I've really been connecting with the questions that I get much Mm -hmm. better. And I think it makes for so much more interesting of a podcast than if I were to come with all these points I wanted to make. Yeah, definitely. And that idea of sort of spending an hour in someone's company and just, I mean, I guess you get the very typical questions that anyone's going to ask you about your book or, you know, the things that you would expect when you're doing that kind of work. But um yeah, that idea of showing up. And we mentioned, actually, I think I said in the email about the importance of being able to show up as ourselves. And I think that's something else that I learned from our conversation, because I noticed at the end, um, yeah, there were, I don't know, there was just something, there's something about like modelling that ability to show up as yourself that is contagious. You, you showed up as yourself and you weren't um, kind of, uh, what's the right word? You weren't covering up how you were feeling or you know ignoring it it was there and then just having being able to do that and then say at the end you know I'm I'm not really feeling it today like that's just it's really it's felt really empowering for me to to know that that is okay even though I think I you know if someone had asked me before I would have known that was okay but just actually to see it being done in a context maybe where we have all of this like professionalism that we have to portray to people um and yeah, I, I feel like I'm blabbering a little bit, but actually that um, being able to show up as yourself is something that, yeah, I think is really powerful. And it's definitely something that is a work in progress, I think, for a lot of people, certainly for me. Yeah. And that blabbering was beautiful. And <laughs> I think it brought across another point that um, I have to trust the person asking me questions that um, like you like, this isn't just about me, like you getting the stage and have things to offer as well. 
and how much fun it is to just be in dialogue and to see what comes because Mm -hmm. whatever I say is dependent upon what you set up. And, you know, like particularly right now, like I feel so connected to you and Mm -hmm. the conversation is definitely something that's happening between us. It's not something I'm imposing and that's great too. And what that means is every podcast I've done has taken on such different direction. Even if some of the questions were similar, like that doesn't mean that the podcast itself was similar Mm -hmm. because there's something about the energy that happens between two people that transforms a moment. And I think that's always beautiful to note. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, yeah, I've, I've been thinking a lot about the title of your book, Radical Belonging. And there's so many ways in which that's shown up just in this experience of recording a podcast together and the ways in which it's felt um, at times like my belonging maybe would be threatened as in like I wasn't good enough or you know I might be cast out for asking uh, the wrong questions or doing the wrong thing and this isn't from you I just mean like society in general those kind of anxieties that we have um, and then there's something about connection and moving through shame moving through fear all of those things that you talk about in the book that have felt um yeah, it almost feels like a microcosm maybe of the things that I've read about in the book that we've kind of um, experienced together. Right. Yeah, that's, um, that's so good and so important. And yeah, just to bring this out even more clearly, like many of us have our personal insecurities coming into any kind of social interaction. Mm-hmm. And so it's helpful if all of us are conscious of that and how important it is for us to try to create a sense of safety for the other person. Because even if we're not doing anything wrong, um, the person might not feel safe because of their past history of social rejection Mm -hmm. or because of their need to want to be liked and valued. Like that's just so human. And, um, how to make people feel safe in the world is just so important. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Cause I almost notice when, um, being really present, when I come to um, a point where I can feel you stop speaking, I can still feel that urge to like, come up with a good question, think of a good thing to say, but actually it, I'm really just enjoying like just, just being here and, um, yeah, just allowing things to settle and I'm sure that people listening will also relate to a lot of what we're talking about that kind of um yeah I guess not it and it's even harder at the moment with with COVID and most people being or a lot of people being locked down because there's even less opportunity for connection and especially as someone who's part of a marginalized community there's even less opportunity for connection because you know even in our local communities and they may not be people who are accepting of um you know non-binary queer trans folks folks of any other marginalized community just feels just feels like a powerful place to be to be in conversation with people that you have yeah like a shared something with definitely and I want to just grab on to that point you made about how to be in conversation with someone and to let up on this 
thinking about the things that you want to impose on the conversation and actually just hearing the other person, right? Mm -hmm. And letting go of trying to formulate what you want to say so that your response then is just spontaneous and based on what you heard as opposed to believe is important to bring to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like how important it is to see people, to hear them and to be reacting to that as so that you don't get caught up in reacting to like your idea of them. Mm -hmm. And I think quite often in these kinds of conversations, where there's sort of active listening going on and an exchange of ideas rather than, you know, there being a particular agenda. Um, one of the things I found really useful earlier to check in with when we were talking was what's going on in my body. And I got like a really warm sense in my, um, like in my stomach and around my chest and shoulders it just felt maybe like being cocooned. It felt really warm and fuzzy. And I love that I don't know, like being present in conversation with people and being able to not only feel like you, um, because often we feel like we have to be so in tune with what they're saying so we can formulate the next thing, as you're saying, but also actually having time to step back and notice what's going on in our bodies. Like what is our response to that? Not just on a um, sort of, you know, thinking about what we're going to say level, but also in our body, like what is our felt sense of what they're sharing? Wow, that's really beautiful. And as you were saying all that, I gave myself permission to just kind of relax into my body and feel it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a beautiful feeling. It, it, like, it helped me <laughs> to just um, dip into my body. And I wonder too, if this is just a beautiful note to end on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, leave people with this idea of how to just form a connection with someone in the moment. I mean, you and I started out as strangers not too long ago. And somehow we've come to this place where the two of us just feel relaxed in our bodies, relaxed in our thought processes, Mm -hmm. able to just kind of speak from the heart and how good that feels. And thank you, Jem, for, for giving me that today in my day. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for allowing us to have this space. Cause I think it's, it's felt full of learning in all sorts of ways. So I'm really appreciative of your time and your energy. Yeah. It's mutual. <laughs> thank you. And does that feel like a good place to, to stop Lindo? It does to me. Is there more yeah. that you wanted to do? No, I feel like I'm almost just bathing in this really like, I don't know, just I can't really explain it, like a golden kind of good feeling. Um, Yeah, as strange as that might sound. No, it's not strange. And you might want to keep that in the recording. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think this felt really good. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed listening to both parts of the episode and that you're able to let go of perfectionism in some way in your life too. It's definitely something that I am very conscious of in my life.
There won't be a new episode next week because I've decided with this series to release three episodes a month and then have some space for rest and integration as well. But keep a lookout for the next episode, which will be out on the 10th of February. Until then, take care. Bye.